On this episode of Locked on Lightning, the Lightning beat the Maple Leafs Saturday night in overtime, putting themselves within five points in the standing in, standings in the Atlantic Division. We talk about that. The return of Anthony Sorelli, as well as the games for the rest of December. All that more. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I just want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us wherever podcasts are. It should be in audio form. And once and most importantly, go ahead and give us a, a follow on our YouTube page. Give us a thumbs up and drop a comment below under this episode. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we are talking about the overtime win against the Toronto Maple Leafs, as well as Anthony Sorelli's return. And then we look towards the rest of December, how the Lightning could tie a bow on the rest of their schedule during the holiday season. So initial thoughts from this game. I mean, the score, I think I predicted on on the episode, I think it was Friday uh, or Saturday. No, it was Saturday. So Saturday. Uh, I predicted that the Lightning were going to win this game 3-2. By all accounts, it looked like that was going to happen until the Maple Leafs scored uh, that goal to tie things up. Uh, in the third period, the Mitchell Marner goal. And them winning this game, well, this game being as tight as it was and then eventually going to overtime, Um I'm not surprised by the outcome. Um, this, these two teams, even though they are separated by five points in the standings, there I still think that the Lightning are as good as Toronto, and I think a lot of people would agree with me. And this was an intense game. I think that you know, in the last couple of years, I've always viewed the Lightning's rivals to really be uh, Boston. You know, that's the team that I've really looked at. And if you've been a listener or of this show since episode one, I've always looked at Boston as that's the team on the horizon. That's the team uh, Tampa is always going to look up to or look towards to kind of go neck and neck in this Atlantic division. And obviously the landscape has changed over the last couple of years with the inclusion of the Florida Panthers kind of being in the equation, uh, depending on who you ask right now, if the Panthers are any kind of, are, are they on our radar in terms of a team that we should be worried about? That's a conversation for another day, but Toronto, given what has happened over the last couple of years and then last year's playoff series, uh, them getting better. And, and I mean, better is in terms of regular season performance, obviously the playoffs are a different story, for the Maple Leafs, but given how intense that that first round playoff series was against Tampa last year, and I said that you know that I thought this was going to be a very intense game, which it was. Um, you know, you could see kind of I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say that there was this was the kind of game where there were certain moments where I felt like things were on the verge of getting chippy. 
uh, here and there. Um, I'm just going over the the penalties once again, but yeah, we didn't see anything really egregious uh, that you know would have led to maybe you know a uh, a fight or something like that. But I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of games left to be played between these two teams, so the the door's still open for that. But um, I thought the Lightning did a very good job, given the fact that the Maple Leafs were really just outplaying them in the faceoff circle, which. It is what it is at this point. You know, the Lightning, I mean, we've spoken about it as well, but, you know, just to reiterate, the Lightning, what makes them, what separates them from teams like Toronto, uh, some of the lesser teams in the Atlantic Division, such as Florida and Detroit, uh, what what separates them and kind of puts them sort of in the same class outside, if you're looking outside of standings, what really I think puts them in the same class as the Bruins is the fact that they always – you know, as long as they're rolling in all cylinders and, and, you know, they have all their guys on the ice like they did uh, really for the first time um, all season long with the return of Anthony Sorelli, uh, this Lightning team always looks for different ways to win games. Um, and really what I think won them this game was just taking advantage of the opportunities, um, really staying on track with Toronto, matching them shot for shot. Uh, Toronto outshot the Lightning, though, 39 to 33. Uh, like I said, outperformed them in the faceoff circle 61% as opposed to the Lightning's 39. That will change. Um, you know, the Lightning have been doing a, a very good job as of late up into this game, uh, really doing what the Maple Leafs did to them to other clubs. Uh, and I thought they did a very good job of, um, you know, even though they were two for six on the power play, which you kind of would have figured in a game like this, like I said, between two division rivals, which I believe they are now at this point in time, um, given the these two teams have played each other in the playoffs now, I feel like this was going to be a very highly penalized game. We got 11 penalties in this game. Uh, the Lightning capitalized on two of, that, two of those. So, you know, good to see them score twice. Ideally, you want to see them go 50%. But listen, a win is a win. It uh, doesn't matter if it has to be pretty, uh, but they did what needed to be done. Um, Vasilevsky played well enough to win this this game for them. Uh, we saw contributions from every player, a lot of players on this team, and I think that's where the Lightning are at their, their best. You know, I I, I kind of jump back and forth on this show from time to time saying, you know, numbers don't always tell the story. Uh, but at the same time, if you look in this game at the goal list, just going down on the Tampa side, you had Nemestikov getting his first goal of the year. Sorelli got his first points, which obviously in his first game back, uh, you love to see. You love to see him get started right away. Um, I said that, you know, it might have taken him a couple of shifts or so to get back in the swing of things. And because I, I, I think he's just a very talented player, which obviously he is, and you know, he he was really and you could hear it from the Lightning coaching staff, John Cooper and some of the players on this team post game saying that Sorelli was really the difference maker out there. And that's true. And and I think that's really what we've that's really obviously that's what the, this team has been missing all year is that that solid um, presence down the middle, being able to just create without the puck, you know, his presence on the ice alone. Uh, just gives the lightning more options on the attacking uh, on attacking plays and and 
you know, really allows this team to really get things going and, and be a little bit more creative uh, on, on attacks and setups uh, and zone entries. So, and then obviously we saw that great power play goal, which this is vintage uh, coach, you know, it was, it was the Kucherov goal in which uh, Perry was in front uh, and, and Kucherov scored on just, just missiled one past Murray. And, and, I would really like to see more of that. You know, I, I, I think that, and we could all agree, you know, Cooch only had two shots on, on goal in this game, but I think we could all agree when, and I don't, I'm not saying this all the time, but in games like this, where you know, it's going to be tight, where, you know, on paper, the team is just as talented as you are. Um, you're going to need your stars from time to time to kind of have that mentality of what we see in the NBA. And, and that is taking control of the game. And, you know, I feel like Nikita Kucherov is way too talent not to do that from time to time. I mean, and when he does, it makes a world of difference. Um, you know, I would like to see Kuch even, you know, even if he's not scoring goals on a nightly basis, which if he is, you know, that's great. Um, Obviously, he's one of the he. I feel like his performance is a lot better when he's kind of being the facil facilitator and kind of having the offense flow through him and not necessarily uh, scoring goals on a on a on a daily basis. But I would like to see though, you know, because we we don't have to worry because he is very very generous out there when he has possession of the puck. But but I would like to see more shots you know usually a usual night for coach is probably probably two to three shots on goal if we could get that like in the three to four range i think you know it doesn't necessarily and i i i don't necessarily will hate if every shot well every shot doesn't what i'm trying to say is every shot doesn't have to be the ha have to have the intention of scoring um, like on this, on, on the, on the power play goal that tied the game up, obviously he's trying to score a goal, score a goal there. Perry's doing a great job in front of blocking Murray. I mean, you have two of the best to do it in the NHL. You have, you have Corey Perry, who is just a force to be reckoned with in front of the net of creating traffic. And you know, even if, even if Cooch doesn't get that cle cleanly past Murray, uh, you have a guy there in Corey Perry, uh, with the ability to deflect it and really make things tough for the opposing goaltender. So, you know, really that all starts from obviously the, the puck handler in that moment. And that is Nikita Kucherov. So, you know, I'm not trying to nitpick this win. I ideally, like I said, I would have liked this game to have ended on the previous episode. I said, I would, I would like to see this game end in regulation, uh, give the guys a little bit more rest. Obviously this, this game was decided 33 seconds into overtime. So I can't, complain too much but lightning went at home against a division rival uh against the toronto maple leafs nonetheless so you know very very good impressive win uh and especially with anthony sorelli uh coming back and really just you know you have contributions from all around in this game so all around i give this win an, an a plus uh ideally you know besides the fact that i would like to have seen this game win in be one in regulation but you know, like i said the lightning put themselves within five of toronto now uh would like to see maybe them overtake 
uh, the Maple Leafs by the end of December. And we will talk about that in the next segment in just a little bit. But first, I'm going to remind you that this episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Now, Athletic Greens, I take this every single day. Uh, I've had stomach issues in the past. I just, it, it, and and really athletic greens, it really improves your gut health. It's very, and that's really where it starts. Your day starts. It's not where you get that first cup of coffee. It's not what you put in your body in terms of eating for breakfast. It, it's really getting things right, getting, getting the, the wheels turning up here and down there. And what I'm, what I'm saying for those on audio form in your head and in your stomach. So, and the best way to do that is with athletic greens now so what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of athletic greens one you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole foods sourced whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this is this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging uh all the things that you need to start your day on the right on, on the right track and the best part of athletic greens is that it costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit it's cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself so right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it super simple no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com NHL slash NHL Network to take ownership of over your health and pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on my Twitter page at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Love hearing from all of you, uh, whether you're dropping messages into my DMs or if you're tweeting to me during shows, I mean, uh, during games or pre-games or post-games. Love hearing from all of you, uh, and and if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, drop a comment below. Um, how do you feel about the game from the other night? I like I said, I thought it was a good win. I thought you saw a lot of good things. I thought those are the best kind of wins uh, when you see contributions from everybody on the team. You you see names and numbers splattered all over the stat sheet uh, for the Lightning, and, and that's when they're their most deadliest. Because you know this team, yes, you like to see. Point, Stamkos, Hedman, Kucherov. You like to see all those guys put uh, goals and points on the board. But when you're getting goals and points from Nemestikov, Perry, uh, Colton, Sorelli, uh, Sergachev, you know, those guys, that's when they're most dangerous because then you have so many more bullets in your gun that you could fire off at your opposing team. Uh, so, yeah, looking at the rest of the, the, the month of December, because – uh, I said in November that, you know, you think that November is going to be a tough schedule, which it was in the Lightning, I thought, for the most part, really made a big improvement for the month of October. We spoke about how really this team struggled to get off to a good start in the season. They did, but, you know, could have been better. Um, and, and now you have all the pieces back for this Lightning team in the roster with Bogosian and... And uh, excuse me, and Anthony Sorelli, uh, really, you got now. Now is your chance to really get everything going, uh, and you've put yourself in a good position end of the month of November and start of December uh, with two wins 
uh, and, you know, really time to catch Toronto. And, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe I'm just a little crazy for thinking this, but, you know, only nine points out of first of catching Boston. You know, Boston's playing great. We've spoken about it. The Lightning have played them well for the most part uh, this season. You know, both losses, but I still think very productive games in which the Lightning could take those losses and really be proud of themselves for which some of the things that they did. But uh, looking at the, the rest of the month of December, I don't see a reason as to why the Lightning can't overtake Toronto in the standings and can't eventually, maybe by New Year's, uh, depending on what Boston does, uh, you know, potentially make a play for first place uh, by New Year's. So tomorrow night, they got the Detroit Red Wings at home, and then you're at home for the rest of the week. You got Nashville on Thursday. A team who's tough out of the West, a team who is, in my opinion, I think a little bit middle of the pack-ish. Uh, they are fifth in the Central behind Colorado. Uh, they do have 26 points. So, you know, they're, like I said, they're a little bit middle of the pack-ish kind of team. But I still think that Nashville still has uh, that group of players. That It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a game where the Lightning are going to need to come out and really just bring – uh, that same kind of energy that we have seen the last couple of games. And I mean, that goes for every game. I really, I, I mean, let's just stress that right now that regardless of who Tampa is playing on any given night, whether it be some of the worst teams in the league uh, or one of the best, I, I really think that um, there's no such thing as a guaranteed win in this league anymore. Um, even the worst teams are still kind of one of those teams that are kind of Jekyll and Hyde on any given night. You know, there's, and, and that's what we've seen kind of in the past. Tampa have somewhat difficulty with some of these really bottom-dwelling teams, um, and we'll be seeing them uh, to round out the, the new year or to round out 2022 when the Lightning will uh, play on the 31st against the Arizona Coyotes at home. So uh, interested to see how the Lightning could, you know, bring um, – any momentum well i i expect them to win a bulk of these games going forward uh but yeah definitely expect tampa to be going into that game absolutely rolling and and at least uh tied if not uh having sole possession uh for second place so i already said yeah they got detroit tuesday night which is tomorrow night you got the the, the predators on thursday uh team that Still fringe playoff team. Still, nonetheless, I could I could see still making a play for a wild card spot in the West as the season progresses. Um, and then you got Florida, a team that the the Panthers. I I just I don't know. I I don't think that the Panthers are as I I just think that, and maybe this is me being biased. I just think that the Florida Panthers have somewhat flamed out since last year, um, you know, winning the president's trophy. Um, well, no, winning. Yeah. Winning the president's trophy and then just getting swept by Tampa in the second round and, you know, making that very strange trade in the off season. Um, yeah. Matthew Kachuk had a great season last year. His first hundred point season. He's still very, I don't even think he's he's not even 25 yet. I I just don't know with you know you, you traded a couple of pieces away that really helped your team at that point in time. 
a couple of guys that also still wanted to play for your organization. Um, so I, I just, I, I don't know how to feel about it. I didn't, I don't think that necessarily Florida got any better. I'm not saying they're a terrible team, but they're not a team. When I look at the schedule, they're not a team that scares me. They're not a team like last year when, when we would talk about the Florida Panthers in the middle of season coming up um, on the schedule last year, we were kind of saying, all right, like, you know, this is going to be a crazy game. This is going to be a game where uh, the Florida Panthers are really going to give it to them. Uh, This season, not so much, you know, this net right now, I just, I just feel like, Florida is kind of just in this purgatory right now of, of somewhat still trying to find their identity. Uh, you know, that three, two game in, in October uh, overtime win for the lightning. How much stock can we really, really take in that game? Like I said, Tampa was, there was a lot of things not going their way, their roster, uh, even though yes, they were missing two players vastly different guys have really improved since then this team has really improved since then and who knows maybe florida has improved since then but you know they have to prove it on the ice and and you know i'm looking at their last 10 4 3 and 3 uh 6 7 and 1 on the road uh so that definitely favors tampa in that regard of meeting those meeting up with those guys uh so and and with tampa going into that game right well Tampa right now having a home record of eight, three and one, you know, the odds are very much in their favor to win that game. And obviously with the way that a lot of guys have been skating over the last couple of games, I, I mean, you know, especially if you have Vasilevsky in net for that game, which I don't see why not. I would expect Vasilevsky plays tomorrow night against Detroit has Thursday off against Nashville and plays Saturday uh, afternoon and Emily. So, you know, it's, it seems also that Vasilevsky is starting to roll uh, too, which is good to see. Um, and then after they take on Florida, they they stay home and, and they play the Kraken, who have been, I think, the biggest surprise. I've spoken about it on Locked On NHL, the Thursday edition. If you haven't already, I, I host the the Locked On NHL uh, national show, our national show on Thursdays, uh, where we do a ranking edition. Uh, and my co-host is Locked On Avalanche host, Chris Masili, and we, we rank all the teams uh, in their respective divisions. And... The Kraken are, I think we spoke, we're like nine points off from, you know, their their point total from last year, which shows, and, and they're playing great. They're playing very, very good hockey this year. The the Kraken, you know, last year were the laughing stock of the NHL, uh, but they did what they did what you would expect an expansion, a stereotypical expansion team to do, and that is suck. Uh, and, and so now this year, they're second in the Pacific, they're... They're very, they, you know, you're starting to see really how well they drafted. They're they're tied for fifth overall in points in the NHL, three behind Toronto. Uh, so they're a very good team. And and you know, I the way that roster was put together last year, I was more I was more frustrated to see them struggle the way they did last year, uh, just because of how that roster was constructed. Uh, you had a lot of players who could do a lot of everything. And maybe sometimes that's not necessarily a good thing, especially for a team who a lot of these players are new to each other, playing with each other. So, you know, maybe that was part of it last year. And that's what we kind of saw in, in the the short matchups that we saw Tampa have with Seattle, that you kind of saw a team just skating out there aimlessly. So uh, curious to see uh, 
um, what Kraken 2.0 looks like in person. So after that, uh, Tampa will take on a team who I think is one of the biggest letdowns or had one of the biggest, um, I guess, made the biggest noise in the offseason. I guess we could say that. Um, and, and that's the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets are just abysmal this year. 18 points on the season in 23 games. That's, I believe, the second tied for second worst in the league with Chicago. And then, obviously, you have Anaheim. Um, actually, no, tied uh, tied for second with Anaheim, uh, with Chicago and Arizona. So I expect them to go out there and, and play these guys hard. And, and I'm not saying it should be an, an easy win at home against Columbus, but nevertheless, I still think that this is going to be a game where it'll be tight in the beginning, and then you'll start to see Tampa kind of get in a groove and, and pull away from Columbus. So, you know, if everything goes well, if, if as expected in that game, we should expect a, a lightning win. And then obviously – after that, the Lightning go on the road for a couple of games. They go up to Canada for two, Montreal for one, Toronto for one. So, you know, Toronto and the Lightning go at it uh, not too far, a couple of weeks after uh, this this previous matchup. So, and then we'll see the Red Wings again. And then the Buffalo Sabres, we all know how they've played. Well, and what they've done this season, one of the bigger surprises this year. So I would like to get another crack at those guys again because I just feel like um, – you know, even though Tampa came out with a win in their last meeting, I still think that I still think that we didn't exactly see uh, the team that we see now back then. You know, and what a difference a week could really make, or a couple of days really uh, could make for Tampa. So, uh, really, I think we're going to see a, a completely different outcome. Like I said, and that's me wishful thinking, preferring that these games do not go into overtime because I think the Lightning had way too many overtime games last season. Uh, and then they end the season, at, uh, end the, the year at home, Montreal uh, playing a back-to-back with Montreal and the New York Rangers. The Rangers have been struggling as of late. I hope the Lightning could jump on Igor Shosturkin early on. Uh, Montreal is a team that, uh, as we get close to that matchup, I will do my homework on that because I haven't really watched anything of the Canadians this year. Um I know they played uh, the 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 the, um, the Oilers hard the other night, and it was a tight game. I forgot who won, but um, you know I, I'm hearing good things about Jake Allen uh, in in his new home up there. So I'm just curious to see how that works out with him. And then, you know, like I said, the Rangers have been struggling, and you know I would like to see the Lightning uh, obviously get a win against those guys. You know, given you know somewhat of the the animosity that was handed towards them in the playoffs last year when we played the Rangers. Uh, and then, all, all, of course, on opening night, which I, like I said, I how much stock do we put in October? I, I don't know right now at this point. I think that really we look at it as just as a learning experience. Uh, and we look at it more so as look how far the Lightning have come. And then, of course, end out the year at home, 5 o'clock, which is great. Uh, five o'clock game at home against the Arizona Coyotes. Um, I did say before, there's no such thing as an easy win in the NHL, but I think that this may be an easy win for the Tampa Bay Lightning at home to end 2022. So wrapping things up on the show, I have to say the Lightning have played phenomenal hockey in their last 10, eight and two, uh, 
definitely one of the best teams in the NHL right now over that span. I expect them to improve on that. Um, a very tough month of December ahead of them, uh, but starting off this month with two wins, uh, you know, ideally you both, you want them both to be regulation wins, but the fact that the lightning ended that game 33 seconds in, I'm not that mad about it. I, I think that, you know, a win is a win, uh, a, a great performance all around from this lightning team uh, from top to bottom. You got Detroit up. Who's going to be a tough game. Uh, I prefer tough games rather than, than, than the easy ones or the somewhat lesser uh, difficult ones for this Tampa team. And then you got Florida and then really um, an up and down week in terms of the NHL hierarchy right now, uh, obviously with Seattle and Columbus. So uh, those are two, two games. I, I think the two games that I really uh, are going to, and really get a zero on in terms of, you know, kind of a measuring stick because you always want to have that measuring stick, obviously, uh, throughout the course of the reason, uh, season to kind of see where you're at as a team. Uh, it's definitely games, these two games against Detroit, Detroit the game against Seattle, uh, the, the game against Toronto, and then the, the game against uh, the Rangers at the end of the at the end of the uh, the month. I think the game against Florida on Saturday is more going to be a measuring stick for for Florida to see where they're at. Um, I think Florida will be somewhat kind of excited about if they play the Lightning tight. Uh, then you know that means that they're probably in a good spot in their minds. So we'll have to see uh, and keep an eye on social media because I guarantee you. Me and Locked On Panthers host Armando Velez will probably be going back and forth uh, with that on Twitter. So keep an eye out for that. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.